guys, welcome to another episode of Thor. I'm your host, Ray Janjua. We're going to be talking about the DC Fandom. So this was a special event that DC put together with um, various hosts and stars of the different movies and comics and games that are coming out. So they unveiled some very tasty stuff. I'm going to be joined by Z in a few minutes and we're going to go over our reactions to some of the trailers, announcements that we saw for the Batman, Matt Reeves' new film with Robert Pattinson playing the Bats. And also Rocksteady returning with Montreal and the main Rocksteady studios making new Batman Arkham games. So it's going to be a really exciting podcast. So stay tuned for another great episode of The House of Rep. Alright guys, welcome to episode 23. Uh, this is the DC Fandom trailer reactions. And this is the main segment. So I'm joined by Z, my fellow rep Night Z. Say hi to everyone. All right, bro. Let's get into it. So, um, tell me what you yeah. thought about the. F I'll go with Black Adam first. So, Black Adam was announced finally after about ten years of being in development hell for Dwayne. Yeah. So basically, Dwayne was there at the the fandom. He had set up sort of like the CGI kind of um, you know Egyptian kind of corridor intro, and then he was on green screen talking about how he really loves this project, and he's been kind of you know like trying to bang it out and he's finally getting a chance to do it and he wants to shake up the DC stuff by adding kind of anti-heroes that are likable. So he's kind of making Black Adam, you know, like a likable character like Aquaman. You know, like yeah. characters that have been in the past kind of, um, you know, stereotypal kind of characters until Black Adam got revamped. You know, he got revamped a little while ago. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like his pointy ears and all that kind of look he had and stuff, that's kind of different now. You know, they talk about a place called Kandak as well that, you know, hasn't really been, it's not really in Egyptian mythology other than maybe in DC, because I haven't heard much about wow. it. But basically, this is a place where there's, it's like a jewel kind of of like the Egyptian kingdom. And then Rock's character, Black Adam, is like, you know, raised as a slave and then he gets Shazam's power, but he abuses it because of his upbringing. So he's always yeah. done stuff with power and, you know, personal kind of, um, you know, like personal drive to like dispense his own type of style of justice. So if yeah. you see something wrong, he'll just obliterate the bad guy. He won't take the guy to jail. So that's really where Shazam and him and Superman are going to come into conflict. And what he's trying to say, what he was trying to tease is that possibly in the Black Adam film, yeah, Shazam's going to have his hands full. And because Shazam, uh, Black Adam's just too good. He's just too skilled. You know, he's been a warrior for years. And yeah. Shazam himself is just like a kid. So Billy Batson's kind of, he's got the power and he's got the strength, but, you know, and the courage to kind of see it through. But um, he's inexperienced. He's not a fighter. He's just a kid. So I think his relationship with Superman is going to get really strong. You know, he's going to have like a mentor figure in Superman. So they're probably going to do that kind of homecoming thing with this yeah, new Shaz yeah. second Shazam film. So what what they've done is they've talked about Black Adam, but they haven't filmed anything yet. So they're starting pre on it. So they got Boss Logic, who I want to work with. You know, he did some wicked posters, and they did that kind of Mortal Kombat-like art for the, um, for, for the narration. So the trailer was yeah. narrated by um, uh, Dwayne playing Black Adam. And the other great thing about this film is that the Justice Society of America are going to be antagonists. So they're going to talk about the JSA and the league that was before the Justice League. 
And also, Hawkman's going to be a prominent um, individual, so we might see Carter Hall as Hawkman in that film. Yeah, you've got Atom yeah. Smasher, and you've got um, Dr. Faith and some other lady. So I can't remember the, the other lady they were talking about, but it's a character that I just can't remember. But that's the Justice Society characters that are going to be kind of like antagonists for for Black Adam. And then apparently he got in prison for about 5,000 years and then woke up. So now that yeah, he's I know, back, yeah. I think this is possibly due to the Seven Sins being unleashed in Shazam and Crane, you know, like, um, you know, with Dr. Savant, the kind of the machinations that they were doing. Right. I think yeah. it might have weakened some kind of barrier or hole that Shazam had. And then now that, you know, the Shazam family are all together, um, perhaps they can drive this back, you know? Or possibly what will be really kind of interesting is, is that the Shazam family are there, but they all lose their powers because maybe Black yeah. Adam absorbs them, leaving only Billy left. So yeah. I, I mean, I'm not we, sure. We've seen a lot of these characters already in games like Injustice 2. You've seen mm. uh, Black Adam, we've seen Dr. Faye, we've mm. seen... Uh, I don't think there's a Hawk, Hawkman in either Injustice games. Yeah, that's right? strange. Um, like, I found that a re really kind of like an odd omission. The Hulkman's yeah, on the games. Today. We don't have a Hawkeye character in either of the Injustice games. Maybe mm. in Injustice 3 he might pop up. But um, we've seen a lot of those characters already. It'll be interesting to see how they get translated onto the big screen. And obviously in that little end sequence in Shazam, we've seen Superman come and say hello mm. to uh, Billy and his friends and stuff. So yeah, so that's cool. They've already set up that kind of like tone yeah. to have Superman as a friend. Yeah, so this is also a post-Justice League um, uh, film as well. So the League have kind of reunited Superman's back from the dead. You know, like all the things that basically happen have been kind of condensed in this movie universe. So Superman dies a lot yeah. earlier than he should have, in my opinion. And while yeah. I have a lot of um, negatives about what Snyder's done, you know, with the franchise... It's good to see his cut come to life. So let's touch on that now. So Black Adam's great. We wish Dwayne the best. I really wish I could have done this movie with him. It'd be really wicked to work with him. Hopefully I get to work with him on the sequel or something in the future. I just want to work with uh, Dwayne. I mean, The Rock's been like one of my favorite wrestlers stroke actors for years. I mean, me and you grew up with him. And he's been one of yeah. our favorite Gs for time. So to see him shine and do stuff like this is just brilliant all the time. He was great in Fast and Furious. He was, you know, like great in Scorpion King. I always thought that if I could make... Like it's going to be very similar that you said that. It's going yeah. to be very similar to Scorpion King probably That's tonally, probably why tonally they thought it would be a great you know fit for him because he's already kind of established that he's good at making ancient Egyptian mythical things. But the thing about Mummy, by the way, is that I thought of a great way to bring him back in the fourth film. Okay. You know? Like, what I would find is, you know, they, they did that Descendant stuff with the Naksunamun and the um, Emotep and stuff, how they have sort of, like, reincarnations of themselves. Well, I had this guy who was an adventurer, and he looks kind of like the way Rock looks in Jumanji, and he's basically yeah. been getting visions about the Scorpion King, you know? So what he's looking for is, like, you know, something. I can't remember what it, what it is. Some kind yeah. of um, bracelet or something. And when he does get it, he um, he realizes that the Scorpion King got screwed. So the Scorpion yeah. King's been trying to get revenge. So um, basically, in this mummy, Anubis is the villain. 
and they're uh, trying to basically get um like scorpion king's trying to fight him the o'connell's get caught up in it you know emotep's in it there's all these factions trying to get control of some kind of you know like belt or medallion of anubis that basically controls his army anubis is taking yeah. like a human form but he can go into jackal mode you know like there's a uh, there's early kind of like ideas i've got for like a script for mummy four that would kind of fix uh -huh. it so it would like you know fix a lot of things it would we would recast the o'connell kid you know like a few things to kind of toughen them up you know so that and then rock basically the rocks rocks character joins the the um the sort of like the mummy franchise in a kind of an uh, anti-hero kind of way so yeah. so similar to what he's doing with black adam so you could easily reinvigorate mummy and then kind of take it into a new direction because you've got like you know you could get rachel weiss to return you could get the o'connells to return they're a little bit grayer they're a little bit more weary you know but they're still um yeah somehow i don't know it'd be quite funny it'd be quite funny if they did a time travel thing so they actually went back and met their younger selves from the first mummy because they need yeah. like the the black book or something or something like that and they kind of like you know they bounce back over themselves in mummy 2 maybe you know yeah, so that'd be kind of cool yeah. then i could fix the bad cgi and mummy uh, in mummy 2 you know like so that rock fight with emotep with the scorpion king's full kind of like beast mode that guy is not really the scorpion king like that's what i'm trying to say he's like he's just like a kind of slaved version of the scorpion king the real scorpion king's been in prison for years by anubis in some kind of trophy room you know, and like he kind of like his soul kind of wakes up and goes inside our guy. You know, the rocks, yeah, rocks character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's just a wicked idea I had off the top of my head. You know, about how to kind of fix it. Because cool, I feel man. I felt like he was just wasted because he was in the start, and you know it was a nice idea for him to debut and all that, and he was still very kind of fresh into the film game. His spin-off was wicked. And I thought Matthias was a very noble character in Scorpion King. And I thought what they did to him, like him failing and losing this battle, we've got to see a little bit more as to how he lost, like God of War and the deal he makes. And then the deal itself is rained on. So he gets betrayed by Anubis. So like yeah. when, when um, Odit Fair said he got betrayed, you know, and his soul gets kind of pulled out of him and the bracelet falls, that bracelet, the Scorpion King bracelet, has to be something to do with that that brings him back somehow you know and i and, and i think that would yeah, be cool yeah. and, I, and i think maybe even if i could get kelly hugh to return maybe as a sorceress she gets reincarnated and her, her role is like she's got, got a faction that's trying to bring him back and then you've got like you know like ardith bay and the um you know like the medjai are trying to stop her but you think that she's a bad guy but she's not you know and then imhotep comes back somehow so there's a lot of kind of like really neat ways that i could um bridge it you know bridge things like put, put them yeah, together and stuff i mean hell i could even do it so that with magic tom cruise's character comes and the other mummy ladies in it i don't know i'll figure something out a way to bridge the two but i really didn't like that film too much yeah yeah so going um moving on let's talk about um uh the Zack snyder cut we actually got to see footage of that so this yeah. is gonna so what did you think of that that was cool right i thought uh, that was very cool it was yeah. very cool to see how different uh the film is from the theatrical cut yeah because I, I i i didn't realize that he shot so much footage and that they just yeah, stupidly decided to reshoot it. Yeah, like early trailers and mm. early behind-the-scenes footage. Yeah. Everything was very different to what we ended up seeing on the big screen. Yeah, yeah. So flash, save, flash saving, flash saving, Iris was missing. 
you know, like the the battle sequences are a bit different. Dasad is missing. Dasad's in the film now. So, That's right, yeah. So Steppenwolf looks different. Yeah, Wolf's design is more kind of freakish looking. He's more freakish and a bit more rougher looking like how Doomsday looks, but not too mm. <laughs> ogre, ogre looking. Yeah, I mean, like, he does look like some kind of an alien beast, you know, like in this, like some kind of skinny, weird alien. And Darkseid himself was also shown quite prominently. Yeah, After yeah. that teaser picture I saw on um, Vero and other places, right, where Zack Snyder's quite big, um, he was teasing little things like he there was a there was a clip of the black suit So there's a the bit where we originally saw that we were wondering who it was and a lot of people were speculating It was Green Latin that was talking to Alfred. It's not it's soups and soups has got his black suit and stuff So I don't know what they're gonna do and hopefully we get to no, see additional shows When they put the deleted scene on the blu-ray mm. It's been painted in with CGI, right? Yeah, I'm thinking that what what's happened is is that um, it was supposed to be black and they recolored it because there's a shot of him looking at his black suit and then picking his colored suit. So when he yeah. when he is resurrected, he's wearing his black suit. But then what I don't understand about him wearing his black suit, and I think that this might be a bit of a goof. This might be that kind of Donna goof that you know, like the Donna cut had where. Basically, the original idea hasn't been fully realized, and then they're kind of recutting it and using footage. But they're saying that this is his footage. He's not going to use any footage from... Like, he's trying to be very adamant that he's not going to do what Donna did, where he's got no footage to fix um, his cut. He has to use some of Lester's footage. It's similar, but what's going on is basically is that he's got lots of footage and B-roll, and then he has to pay teams to fix the grade, fix the CGI, yeah, you know, basically yeah. complete those, those, those shots. So he's well, got... It's funny you say that because it's like, WB have done that thing again, or like you said... Yeah, like history is repeating like itself. Kind of again. Yeah, it's very strange, but this time around, it's not a Superman film, it's a Justice League film that got kind of messed That's up. That's right, yeah. And, you know, like, after I think the Snyder Cut comes out, I think the other just version of Justice League is going to be so unwatchable. Because there's, like, some bits in that movie that I really hate. Like, I, I, I don't really mind Justice League. It, like, but the start stuff was wicked with Batman taking out that criminal and all the other stuff. But, you know, the, the wacky bits in the in the small European town that gets invaded, that becomes a Steppenwolf yeah. kind of, you know, like, whack. So, I don't know um, what exactly they have planned. You know, but what I'm excited to see is just I want to see this cut. So it'll be four hours long. They've confirmed it. It's episodic, so it's split like into four parts. Cyborg story and cyborg plot element. Yeah, and they've also changed stuff. So we actually get to see that wicked footage they shot of Sil um of Victor being a really good athlete and stuff and showing his power yeah. as a as a football player. And then on top of that, they actually show Silas dying by doing something with the with the. Uh, with the mother box, so something happens yeah. and he dies in this version. So instead of him being there with his dad and helping him and them, them having that kind of happy DC ending, this is darker. This film. It is, yeah. yeah. It is much darker. So it's yeah. completely different. And then on top of that, you've got um, you know, also, so many different scenes. Dialogue, like if you saw at the end of the teaser where he's talking about 
Oh, you know, Darkseid has fought many of these demons and something, something, something. He's like conquered planets and stuff. And he's like, but he's never faced us at our full might together. So I really fucking love that. That was a really nice line from Ben Affleck. And I felt like that was that was a shame. You know, like that you didn't get to see that original performance. So it's gonna be good to see um, yeah, Ben Affleck. The, the original Justice League uh, theatrical cut has like cheesy jokes, like yeah. uh, the talking to fish and stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. cemetery, and yeah. uh, all that stuff is a bit overkill. Like it's, it doesn't need to be that funny. I mean, yeah. But that's what's kind of cool about digital filmmaking and the ability to you captured the moment right you've captured these performances and then you can go back like i love that about about filmmaking is that you can you can make different art with the same thing so yeah. so basically this is kind of like remixing the remix you get what i'm trying to say it's like really weird and i'm looking forward to it i can't wait to see it it's exciting yeah but i'm not sure about its runtime i think it's a bit crazy that i've never seen a movie four hours, four hours, hours long I mean, game was three hours long and i just Nearly mm. sat through that. Yeah. That was quite engrossing. That film. Yeah, I mean, um, you could watch it kind of like a two-parter, right? DC stuff. Yeah, it's like sort of like you could watch it as one feature-length two-parter if you wanted to marathon it. Yeah. I think I could do that. I don't know if I could sit for like four hours straight and watch it, but that's why they're making it episodic. You know, from start to finish, they've turned it into kind uh, of an episodic okay. thing. So, yeah, it looks promising. Um, and I, I'm not sure how their platform. Uh, HBO's platform is going to cope with all the demand. <laughs> we'll <laughs> see. Do they have a lot of servers like Disney Plus? And, and we're just like, okay, yeah. everybody, we're going to watch Justice League. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if they're going to rename it to WB Max. I heard a rumor about that, but I can't substantiate that. There you was know? a logo on that trailer where it was called Warner Max. Warner Max, right? So yeah, have Warner they? Max. So possibly they're changing it, right, from HBO Max to Warner uh, Max, maybe. I, I guess so. I don't know. I'm not very sure, to mm. be honest. All right, we'll cool. When, when so let's move to on film. to the game, the Switch Gears. So Rocksteady finally returned. We've been waiting years for these boys to come back onto the game. Yeah. You know, they they just blew. You know, they blew out of the water with the Arkham series. I just love the Arkham series. I play that religiously. That game franchise. Absolutely. You know, I will always go back and play. Life play a new run of it. I mean, the storytelling, the production design, the character design, the story, everything was brilliant about these games. Um, Arkham City was amazing. Arkham Knight was amazing. Arkham Knight was very predictable, though, because I knew Arkham Knight was Damien. Uh, not Damien, sorry, um, Jason Todd. I said that, you know, I called that before. I said to you that he's Jason Todd and they're just trying to do something different. But the Arkham Knight's look was really cool. It doesn't really matter because when yeah. you get to that point, you already are having fun up until that point with the so true. And Graphically, it was an amazing game. Like the and Unreal. There's enough, there's enough uh, rogues and villains going around anyway. So yeah, I mean, so, so many things were kind of fixed like, on it, like Asylum and City. Yeah, I mean, they fixed so many things. Like Arkham Asylum is really good, but when you go back and play it, it's a little slow, you know, like and stiff yeah. in combat. But then in but Arkham one, City... The seriously lacking is the connection of uh, kind of combos and moves and yeah, yeah, like yeah. the detective mode isn't as sharp. Yeah, but it was brilliant when we first played it. I love that game. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, still, awesome he just looks so amazing. He looked like Batman fully realized in this kind of gothic Bat world. Then when you um, play Batman Arkham City, it just made it even better. 
That game was just oh, yeah. so good. It was like a benchmark from the PC and stuff. You could really see it, like, you know, showcasing all this kind of graphic work and effects and stuff. Strange was a good villain. It was, like, a, just a nice idea that they would make this Arkham City that they're kind of trapped in and stuff. Then Arkham Knight was amazing because Batman got this really high-tech suit and then the world was a lot bigger, you know? And, you know, you could take out criminals and things like that. And the Batmobile was really wicked. Um, there was a little bit too much tank combat, you know, in the game i felt like there was way too much of that take out the tank from behind kind of gimmick yeah. kind of stuff you know that was that was all right and there wasn't enough like batwing there could have been like a nice batwing level or you know like something else um but you know at least it was good the ending was okay you know they did that kind of ending where batman kind of dies you know and stuff and that kind of spins off to gotham knights which we'll talk about in a, in in a few minutes but the new game that they announced was suicide squad kills the justice league now this yeah. game is freaking awesome this game just looks really fun yeah, it's gonna look really fun like look really awesome the way they how they've done their own take on the suicide squad so yeah. you've only got like four characters yeah 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 uh deadshot king maybe Star, we don't know that i mean they've announced four Dora, haven't they that. They've announced four, but they might have more as DLC or um, spin-offs, oh, okay. you know? Yeah, 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 you never yeah, know. Okay. But they're trying to do what the Avengers game is trying to do with, um, you know, like, um, Square. Um, was it? Square Enix, isn't it? They're making the Avengers yeah. game. So basically, those guys... Chris Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics, yeah, the guys who made um, Tomb Raider reboot. So basically... Yeah. Rocksteady are basically going a uh, group kind of thing, and they're working together to um, try and make this game franchise a sort of like a co-op thing. So you're going to have four player with bots, and I like that. And then you've also got, um, you know, your ability to play solo. So you can play solo with bots. You can switch the characters. You're going to be going around doing right. missions. Each one has their own specialization. So Harley's got unique moves with her bat. King Shark got his Gatling gun and, you know, his, his brute force and stuff. You've got... Um, it, it also sounded like it was, like, Tara Strong uh, voicing Harley in this mm. instead of, uh, like, the, the same Harley from the animated series mm. voicing her. Oh, yeah, that that uh, actress, I've forgotten her name, Arlene Sorkin or whatever her name is, she's basically retired from the role. So, so this okay. new actress is taking over, and she does Harley quite fine. She does it good. So everyone's really great yeah. in that game. I'm really looking forward to that game. It's very early, so there's no gameplay footage. Oh, oh, I liked, I liked how they did Captain Boomerang in this one, where he can like, he throws the boomerang, and then he can do this kind of like war. Yeah, there's some kind of strange teleport skill he has now. So I don't know where he got that from, and then yeah, I think that's much better. And then uh, like. Then, one of the original yeah, and then Deadshot's got like a jetpack, so he's a bit Iron Man-y. You know, you get what I mean? Or like Boba Fett style, so I meant yeah, to say. Yeah, he acts a lot like Boba Fett, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Like a Mandalorian. Yeah, so that's really cool. And then, um, you know, moving on to Gotham Knights, what they've done oh, is they've too. spun off basically the idea that Batman's dead and that the Knights have to take over, but there's a bit of a continuity error with the game because... Is I don't know if that Robin is Damien or he's or he's uh, Tim Drake, yeah. and if he's Tim, then does he still have the relationship with Barbara, and why is she not in the wheelchair? So that's a bit kind of like is this a sort of like a retcon requel where they're kind of fixing that decision and like doing okay. something different? But apparently, the Suicide Squad game takes place in the Arkham universe, so there's some kind of attack by Brainiac, and the Justice League have become evil somehow. So possibly Brainiac's done something to them. 
to brainwash them. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely Brainiac because you saw the skull. Yeah. The, the his skull ship. Kind of skull logo yeah. and spaceship at yeah. the start of the trailer. Yeah. And then Harley was just mucking about when she was not listening to Waller's commands. Yeah. So that's just that's just interesting. So so that's interesting. Gotham Knights is really good because you you've got to fight Doc, uh, Mr. Freeze. The kids have the bikes, you know. So the bikes are the vehicles in the new one, and we read about yeah, this a long the bikes time ago. Awesome. Yeah. Really fun so they've all got different bikes. They have got different styles. Yeah. So uh, Dick's got his own style as Nightwing, Stealth, and his Tonfars. You've got. Well, what um, I like about the game is that you, even though you play as four characters, you're mm. kind of doing team ups. But each character has their See, own See, that's style what's really cool, because we can fight attack. together when we play. So you could be Robin and I could be um, I could be Batgirl, and that's the first time that we could do something co-op, which is really wicked. So we could do co-op, you know, via yeah. remote computer, or two PlayStations or something, or maybe cross-play. But that's brilliant. And then, like, Robin's got stuff where you can use the JSA satellite to short teleport. Uh, Batgirl's got, you know, like, more Batman-esque kind of Arkham moves with bats and, you know, other kinds of deterrents. Uh, Nightwing's got his own kind of acrobatic kind of tonfar takedowns. So, yeah. that game looked really visually impressive and also very fun. It just looked very good. A lot of people are a bit disappointed with it. They feel like it's something that's kind of been done before in their Batman Arkham Origins kind of co-op multiplayer. But I thought that the multiplayer was a bit weak. That was the weakest element of Arkham Origins. Arkham Origins was yeah, a brilliant very, game yeah. and very underrated. I loved the storyline of that game. And I also loved the gameplay. I play that one not very often because I love young Batman where he's in his year two or year three of his career. And the design of his suit was brilliant in that. And, the, yeah. and Troy Baker and everyone's performances were very good in that game. Arkham Origins is a very underrated game. I really enjoyed that. I did not like the detective you know, like progression because the first time you play it, you do everything wrong and you don't realize that you're supposed to take down people you know a certain way but when you do the new game plus that last bit when you're in the um you know the the lift citadel or whatever i can't remember what it is there's that tower that massive yeah. wayne tower that his dad built um when you're in there you have to take out five people six people in a certain way that used to give me so much headaches because you couldn't save your spot before you couldn't save the slot properly so there's a lot of kind of stupid glitches in the game and one time it corrupted so i lost that special suit that you can get you can get the special black suit and stuff so um yeah it's 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 really cool that game looks really promising. I'm definitely going to try that one out. I like the name Gotham Knights, similar to like a series I was going to make called Gotham Knights, which was about, you know, these guys. So they're going to be in me to it. So that was fun. Um, and then, you know, the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League game is wicked. So those were two amazing announcements. Let's move on to the Suicide Squad movie. This thing looks weird, but really good yeah. in a good way. So James Gunn... I'm a bit surprised by it. I, I, I kind of don't understand what direction... James Gunn is kind of taking the film into. What basically they're doing is is they're trying to just do one shots and do this entire multiverse thing. Because what they were trying to do is do a kind of Marvel thing, but slower. That backfired badly with the reception of what Snyder was trying to do. Then when they knocked Snyder off, they thought Whedon would fix it. But then that flopped. And then what they done is they decided to basically just do one-off and one-shoots. So this Suicide Squad is set in like the 60s or the 70s, and they're taking out Starro, apparently, which may be... Uh, um, portrayed by Takia Wakia, you know? Um, okay. So so he'll he'll do a cameo because he's not listed in the main cast. Um, and then, um, sorry, I, I murdered his name. It's uh, uh, Takia. How do you say? Um, 
Taika what, what, Watiti. Yeah, Watiti. I mean, he's an amazing director. I love that guy. So, and he's a great actor too. So he's basically gonna be Starro, that giant kind of starfish kind of character. And I think they're trying to kill that character. John Cena plays okay. some weird kind of Captain America killing kind of guy with a massive gun. You've got Michael Rooker, who's one of my favorite actors since Replicant and like Walking Dead. He's in it too. So he's like one of James Conn's all-time dudes. So he returns in a kind of like this old sage kind of character. You've got this weird dude called Polka Dot Man. Uh, played by that dude from um, The Dark Knight, you know, who played that schizophrenic dude who was going to eat the bullet yeah, from Harvey. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you've got basically uh -huh. all these, you've got all these other weird characters. You've got Waller coming back where she's got a 70s look. You've got basically the main characters returning, like, so that guy who plays Rick Flagg still, the Robocop guy. Um, you know, um, everyone's basically but back in the characters. Yeah, it's like you've got Rick Flagg and you've got Harley. Yeah. And they're played by the same actors, but how can it be set in the 70s? It's a different reality. So basically, they're talking about how crisis... What they're going to try and do is they're going to say that the crisis that happened on the CW has affected the whole multiverse. So now we're seeing, like, multiple multiverses and Flash. The Flash movie is an integral part of that because he, when he designs a new suit, which we'll talk about in a, in a minute, uh, the Flash movie's going to deal with that because of the ramifications okay. that he does in the weird nightmare world so even Snyder's right. cut somehow affects it too they're gonna try that's what some of these reshoots are about but number one this film looks kind of exciting and different and quite ambitious and fun and he'll be able to probably bring his own kind of Ga Guardians of the Galaxy spin on it it'll just be really enjoyable like Watchmen and all these kind of films so that's gonna be like it's like a fun war movie it looks kind of like a, a funny war movie you know with with yeah. the Suicide Squad in it so that's really good so that one looks promising uh, moving on to Flash, the Flash movie starting to get like a, they've got a new director, it's got a new team, and what they've done is they've done the kind of like the unimaginable. They're trying to bring nostalgia back with 1989 Michael Keaton Batman. I think he signed a deal to portray oh, wow. an older Batman. So originally everybody, originally everybody wanted a Flashpoint movie where Thomas Wayne would be played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and that would have been phenomenal. You know, where he's where he's fighting Jester, and you know his own wife Martha is the Joker, and Bruce died. But in this reality, what's going to happen is, is Flash is going to have a new suit that Ben Affleck makes because Ben Affleck cameos in the film. And then for some reason, he ends up in the 1989 Batman timeline and universe. Then he works with that Batman to like do something. And then I think both Batmans are in it. So there's going to be a back-to-back -back bit that they're going to shoot. I know they're going to do that. And that's going to be a, a massive fan service where the new Batman played by Ben Affleck is back-to-back -back with the older Batman played by Michael Keaton. They beat up some people. And that would just be freaking right. awesome, a scene like that. So I'm excited for that, too, because the Flash series with Grant Gustin is amazing. I love it. Yeah. It's starting to kind of drag a bit, but I still enjoy it. And it's my favorite CW show since Smallville. You know, like, uh, Arrow was okay, but they went up and down with Rachel Gull and their reality stuff, which was goofy. And then Batwoman's okay, but then, you know, Ru Ruby Rose didn't really kind of, like you know, hit the spot, you know, she didn't really kind of do it as good as she could have, so it was okay, and it got a little bit boring, and then Supergirl was, was alright, Supergirl's okay, but gets a little bit boring, the new Superguy, Superman, uh, Tyler Hoshlin, he's wicked, so he's a good Superman, and that team up with him fighting Brandon Roth was epic, I like that, for a TV budget, that was pretty sick, 
And then, um, you know, so stuff was good. But I just didn't like the way they treated Stefan Amel, you know, and turning him into Spectre and kind of killing him off in such a goofy way as Green Arrow. I thought that was a very um, weird kind of way to treat the character. And they kind of they kind of treated characters really weird, like especially Laurel. They killed her, brought her back, killed her, brought her back, you know, then brought this Black Siren chick and how this Black Siren chick's really important. So I didn't like any of that, you know, like all those kind of like um, records. It's like they write themselves into a hole, the writers, and then they have to write themselves out. You know, yeah. that kind of mess that they make each season. So Arrow was very wishy-washy. And I'll do a full house of rep with you about Arrow and, like, the mistakes they made and the goose they, they did. But Diggle rules. You know, he should just be a, a Green Lantern. He was a, he's a G. <laughs> you get what I mean? So the rest yeah, of the guys are really cool. So moving on to the Batman. This was an amazing trailer. This is the epic one. This is the one that we should finish off on and talk yeah. about. I had a lot of reservations, bro, about uh, Patty being um, being Batman, man. When he got cast, okay. I thought, you know, this is going to be goofy. Like, I, I, I thought he was going to be a goofy Batman because he just doesn't, yeah. he doesn't have, like, the look. You know, he just doesn't look like Batman. He's like this skinny, goofy-looking Batman. And, yeah. you know, when they did the cinematography, Matt Reeves has done a very good job of making this kind of, like, a detective film. Like, I wanted it to be. You know, I want Batman to be the detective. You know, he's, like, solving yeah. crime and stuff. And Nolan touched on it quite okay. a bit. He was doing a bit of that detective work in the second Batman film, which was really cool. You know, when he was chasing Joker and shit. But this movie nails it with Riddler. Like, Riddler's returning, and Riddler's the, the puzzle master. You know, he's not, like... I love Jim Carrey's portrayal of Riddler, don't get me wrong, but this is a different kind of Riddler, this one who's a bit psychotic, he's who's killing people. Who's playing Riddler in this new one? I can't remember. Like, I can't remember the guy who's playing Riddler, but I know that okay. Colin Farrell's playing Penguin, and Penguin's oh, wow. like the human cobblepot, you know, the one that's like just a freakish fat dude. And Colin yeah. Farrell looks unrecognizable in the trailer, and he looked amazing. He looked amazing, I didn't even realize yeah. so, you told so me they've only shot like twenty. Battle. they've only shot like 25% of the movie, and it looks amazing already. Like, Batman's suit looks different and unique, car looks amazing, the bit where he whoops the bad guys at the end and goes, I'm vengeance, you know, that bit was amazing. The choreography, yeah. the power, you know, like, the kind of grit, the film's got a lot of grit, and then Although the... I noticed he's wearing, like, boots, like, yeah. he, he has a very kind of, like, uh, makeshift... Yeah, what they're trying to say is that like yeah, what Matt Reeves was trying to say is, is that it took him a year to make the suit because what they were trying to do is they were trying to say that he put this together himself. So he's built yeah. it based on tactical armor and other stuff that he's picked up on, and it's still kind of incomplete and goofy for him. The film looks really in interesting. You've got like Colin Farrell playing Penguin; he looks amazing. You've got the Riddler in it. Uh, uh, what's, I like, what's, I like, uh, oh, what's his name? What's his Jeffrey name? Wright. Jeffrey Wright, yes. I was going to say the same thing. Jeffrey Wright, I forgot his name for a second. Jeffrey Wright is amazing as James Gordon. I think that's a brilliant casting. And I also like um, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman because that switches yeah. everything up. And the problem that I had before, yeah, is, is that I thought that um, the other actress who played Catwoman was a good casting choice. You know, the one who... Um, what, what's the name of the actress who played her in Dark Knight Rises? Anne Hathaway. Yeah, so I thought Anne Hathaway was wicked, but they screwed the costume up. They screwed yeah. the costume up with her silly kind of bladed stilettos. And, you know, what she was doing in the film was really goofy, you know? Yeah. So, so those things, yeah, weren't very good, number one. Number two... Dark Knight Rises is my least favorite of Nolan, the Nolan trilogy. There's just some goofy ideas in that. Like, the, yeah, you know, and everyone thinks it's so good. 
Yeah, but going back to this film, the choreography was wicked. Their little back and forth is nice. They're kind of young in the game, you know, like so they're both starting out in their careers, which is kind of cool. Might set up yeah. Joker, and maybe they might do that thing where, oh, surprise, Joaquin is in the same continuity as them. You never know. You know, I don't really, yeah, I don't really know what they're gonna do. They might retcon that, so they might make it so that he's in that same universe. But yeah, that looks really promising. I was surprised. I thought it was gonna be lame. I really. Also, uh, I, li I like the tone and the logo and the look of the film. Yeah, yeah, really the music nice. is good too. The background score is nice. That kind of pulsing, kind of like like violin strings. You know, it's a nice score. Yeah, it's yeah. very reminiscent of the Dark Knight. Mm. But with a better, better gothic style. Yeah. Uh, not not like too gothic, but mm. just the right amount compared yeah. to uh, it's not, Snyder's style. It's not it's too grungy looking. Yeah, I, I do like that though. I like the way they did Gotham in that because he's on gargoyles and all that kind of shit, which is wicked. So he looks right in in Snyder's stuff. Like Batman's never looked as more right as he's looked in Snyder's work, but he's the short horn, um, kind of. Um, you know, like fully decked out Frank the Miller style Batman. Batman. Yeah, he's like Frank Miller Batman. So he's like proper, like a tank. You know, yeah. he's like Tank Man. But basically, um, I loved the Batmobile in that. I loved Ben Affleck as Batman in that. And, you know, to me, that bit when he whoops everybody in that end scene, you know, it's just Batman. That's exactly what I wanted. And still to this day, I'll watch that scene over and over again. I love the choreography of that scene. I love the connectedness of it. You know, Rogue Legacy is going to be like that. You know, I want fight scenes like that in the show. You know, stuff that's visceral and hard. And um, this new film also has that, so I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, I'm looking forward to him, um, you know, like, kicking ass in it. So, so even, like, Patty with his badger eyes and stuff, you know, he was uh, panda eyes. He was kind of rocking it in that. Everyone calls it emo bat. That, that, that looked good. That looked yeah. good. It reminded me of Arkham Origins. looking at that message. Yeah. I mean, it reminded me of Arkham Origins, bro. You know, a bit, yeah, you know? very much so. Yeah. So even his cave looks like Arkham Origins, like they're borrowing from Arkham yeah. Origins. So Matt Reeves going to have a run with it, and let's see what he does. You know, let's see how good he does it. Um, okay, so let's wrap this up with Wonder Woman in 1984. Okay. Or Wonder Woman 84. Um, the trailer messed the film up for me. It yeah. gave away too much, yeah, and it's kind of messed the movie up. The movie feels very mediocre, and I feel like it's going to flop hard. You know? Okay. Number one, I got a lot of problems with it. Num the pro first problem I got is the villain, played by the Mandalorian guy, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he could have done. He could have been a better character. He could have been like another Titan he's or. He's bringing that telepath, right? Yeah, Something I don't. Like I that. don't know, but he's basically able to kind of make people see anything that they want to see, or he's able to bring tangibility to life or something. So that's how Steve returns. So that's goofy. Number one, number two, Steve's right. is back after he got killed. So that's weird. And then yeah. some cool bits are like her lassoing lightning and stuff like that, and showing that she's got yeah, Zeus's power. Cool. Yeah, so being like a child of like the gods, she's got like their, some of their abilities and stuff. So she could do what, like, you know, um, that you know, what was that guy who could run really fast? Um, you know, Apollo and you know, like Zeus and stuff and things like this. But then yeah. the, there's another bit that's really weird, um, where she's got her armor. You know, like, and her armor looks cool, but it also looks like it doesn't fit her properly. So her head is lost in armor. So she just looks really skinny and not strong. Yeah. And I don't like that. There's nothing, you know, the, the, the film doesn't have any, she doesn't look powerful enough in that armor. 
And why does yeah. she have that armor? Because she's fighting Cheetah. Kristen Wiig, man. I have to say, Kristen Wiig has been miscast so bad. So bad as um, as Chia because when she's normal, she just looks kind of goofy and she's just kind of like acting goofy and she's more of a goofy actress. So her trying to play like this serious kind of character is not really working for her, you know, since like and I'll never forgive her for being in Ghostbusters, that goofy ass movie, yeah. you know, like that bad remake. You know, if, if it had been a remake, if it had been a sequel where the original cast were in it as the original characters and then they're passing the torch to this new generation like it's some sort of franchise, then I would have forgave that film. But the way in which they went around with this kind of, you know, gender bender, I'm, I, we hate, you know, men, kind. it had like a kind of like a man hate behind it. It was really politically charged and strange, that movie. That's why I would just never watch it because I just think it's very rude. You know, it was like a rude movie in the way they were kind of yeah. talking about it and its reception. It was very toxic, so I just will avoid it completely. Um, I don't even want to see it or, like, you know, know about yeah, it. But, but Kristen Wiig's coming off of that and her SNL stuff, and she plays Cheetah, and the, the CGI looks really whack of her as Cheetah. I think they need to kind of fix it. And she looks like Cheetah. Yeah, it has the same problem when you, whenever you see, like, an animalistic character where... Mm. Animations are a bit choppy, they're mm. kind of like not animated a certain amount of frames, or they want to show her speed or her agility, mm. Mm. but it's not really mocap properly. We're getting that kind of I weird know, uncanny valley like, thing, you know? I mean, obviously they're trying to cheapen by outsourcing it to a team, and the team's doing alright. But the thing that I have, the problem I have with it is she looks like Chia, but you've kind of revealed the full Chia look without her actually transforming in the trailer, but you kind of spoiled the whole trailer. Sorry, not spoiled the whole trailer, you spoiled the whole film. You've kind of explained the whole yeah. film in the trailer, given a bit too much away. Yeah. Highlights of the film, though, what I'm looking forward to is the White House battle, where she's creating like a, a lasso um, tornado that's deflecting the bullets. And other things like that. She's using you know, like kind of newer techniques with her lasso and stuff oh, to kind I of wonder, stop I them. Wonder. It's funny that we get to see her in the eighties, and then mm. we're gonna get to see her in modern day. Yeah. In two films that will come out at a very similar time. Yeah, I still think that Gal Gadot has been badly miscast as Wonder Woman. You know, she's just like you know, um, she's wooden, man. She's like so wooden as yeah. as um. As an actress, because she's like a model stroke actress, but it takes time for you to develop that kind of craft. There are a lot of other actresses who could have played Wonder Woman really well, like Hayley Atwell could have nailed it. You know, you get what yeah, I mean? Or Jamie Alexander. Normal, yeah. yeah, but if she had just switched over, I mean, people switch over all the time. You know, J.K. Simmons has been in too, so it's just, they're just you know, actors. It's so bloody funny. I just realized this yeah. today, yeah. Um, is that. Uh, <laughs> Never give Steve, a guy called Steve yeah. uh, your keys to your plane yeah. because he'll always crash them. <laughs> so we got Steve, uh, what's his name? Steve Trevor. Yeah. 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 And he's, he's <laughs> at the start, he's just like a, a normal uh, 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 soldier, right? Yeah. Just like uh, Steve Rogers. They're both yeah, spies, isn't it? He gets yeah. up to a point yeah. and then they both crash a plane. Yeah. Like he, he crashes a plane in Wonder Woman yeah. and then he apparently dies. Yeah. Or he dies because he crashes the plane into that uh what was it? Like an attack or that Ares does or some shit, I can't remember. 
he was doing something where he was carrying basically he was carrying the bombs away and then he blew the plane up in a kamikaze attack and sacri- not not a kamikaze attack he shot the bombs that they were going to use to drop him on like the world so he kind of killed himself kind of like the way uh, yeah. Steve crashed the but bombs into the Steve ice Trevor does. yeah and then you've got Captain America obviously Steve Rogers mm. but they're both thieves yeah <laughs> and hey then what- he just- what do you think um, Chris Pine would look like if he was Cap? He'd be quite wicked, wouldn't he? I like Chris Pine. Chris Pine's one of the reasons I watched that film, man. He's like one of my G's, man. He's like Captain Kirk. He nailed it as Captain Kirk. And he's just a great actor. I just like him. you know. And his dad is a wicked actor, too. You know, I yeah. saw his dad in Enterprise and stuff. He played like a Vulcan. And, you know, he's been he's been doing some stuff. So, you know, like his he comes from like a family of like really creative people. So um, he's a cool guy. I've liked him in like most of the films I've seen him in. Even that Jack Ryan film that... Um, thing he directed he was quite good in that but that was like a really weak weak film shadow recruit like ken Branagh directed it to try and reboot the jack ryan franchise but it failed so they've done jack ryan twice now so the new one's got the other guy in it um the dude who did um a quiet place i've got an actor's name but the dude from the office but you know the this Wonder Woman 1984 it looked the weakest out of all of them, and it's a shame yeah. because because I like to see Wonder Woman just kicking ass and doing stuff. She's a good addition to the oh, Justice oh, League oh, roster. I mean, let's just see what will come more out of DC. I'm kind of excited and kind of reserved at the same time. I look forward to seeing. A lot more Batman stuff because Batman's yeah. always cool to see yeah. on the screen. A lot of people are suffering from cape fatigue. They call it. They're calling it like kind of uh-huh. cape fatigue, where they're kind of tired of superhero films. That's why films like Tenant and stuff are getting people more excited because that's all about time inversion. So like time oh. is broken and using like pockets of time to try and get the edge. You know, as a Black Ops team. That film looks very interesting and like different and very much like the stuff that I'm, you know, working with you with you on, you know, like yes. so. So Nolan and us have like the same kind of um, sensibilities when it comes to films. Yes. Uh, the I still what what I'm what I want to do though with like Rogue Legacy it is a superhero film, but it's kind of like it's all about uncovering what he did before. You know, like when he was in his prime and when he's retired and then his protege's adventures and how he's trying to deal with that. So, you know, it's trying to be a little bit different. It's kind of like, what would you do if... It's like sort of like Batman of the Future. It's like, what would you do with a very unhinged and very kind of uh, strange uh, superhero? Because your ways are these certain ways and they kind of conflict with the with the kids ideologies from his background so he's a little bit more rougher with the criminals and stuff so they're antagonistic kind of like difficult kind of father and son kind of relationship mentor and protege relationship really gets to shine in the the continuing stories of rogue legacy but in the film what you get to see without spoiling it is like you know the the very early starts of that so yeah. we're mostly focusing on bartlett's background you know as, as rogue and his uh adventures and stories about what what brought him to this place and why his body's broken and you know the scars that he has so so i'm trying to make that so that you know hollywood can kind of see me as a thoroughbred director who can who can take on one of these things like give me green lantern give me um give me etrigan the demon you know i would make a a, a wicked film 
like a Justice League Dark or something, you know, like I like yeah. Etrigan the Demon, and I and I think he would he'd he'd be a really wicked kind of like horror character, and I'd shoot it kind of Hammer style, you know, a bit like a Hammer style with a twist, like where it's like he's persecuted and you know he's like this beast in the medieval time and you know like when he merges with the with the other guy and you know he becomes a badass so so Etrigan the demon's one of my favorite characters well Lobo Lobo I would do really wicked you know like yeah. like um I, I I was thinking of doing Lobo with Mickey Rourke maybe because he did a wicked wicked thing with Marv so basically I just get like Mickey Rourke all kind of like make up up like he was in um you know like because he looked really good as uh whiplash you know so yeah. so yeah. kind of like he kind of makes me think that he could play lobo or even get you know like hugh jackman to play him you know like or something like rock wants to play lobo but if rock's black adam then we need someone else to play lobo maybe vin diesel that's or something true, yeah. i don't know that's true yeah but um whoever does it i'd like to do it with them you know i've got some ideas for a good lobo film there's a lot of other kind of like DC superheroes like Blue Beetle and stuff that could get a great movie even Booster Gold man I wrote yeah. some gold about you know Booster Gold making you know like a JL Blue like his own little reject J Justice League because he can't get into the Justice League so it's like a yeah. funny film with like Nathan Fillion but they've already picked Nathan Fillion to play some other dude now so Nathan Fillion's in the Suicide Squad film so someone finally picked Nathan Fillion to actually play a live action yeah. DC character but to me, he he would have been a great booster goal. I think he would have been he would have been amazing. He would have smashed the part. So I've got to yeah. think of someone else like funny to play booster gold, you know, in in a kind of unique way. Yeah. Because yeah. I love the idea yeah. of this janitor just stealing the suit and then going back into the past and you know playing superhero and then he becomes a superhero. The adventure, right. the adventurous idea of that is cool. So yeah. yeah. So that's basically, you know, like wrapping this podcast up. I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, this has been the trailer reactions to everything that was that we found interesting in the fandom. So they talked about a lot of other great things about like, you know, Jim Lee's work, him spearheading the DC comics and, you know, like other things like that. And, you know, how people have helped each other, like real heroes. So they were talking about, you know, people during COVID and stuff. So that was very admirable stuff. But um, my main focus on this podcast was to talk about the films because obviously films are passion. And those are the yeah. things that really ignited, uh, you know, like a, a, an excitement in us. So, you know, for me, like if I would rate them all, the Batman surprised me the most. Super excited for that. Um, super excited for Snyder's cut. Um, super excited for Black Adam. It took a bit of time for them to do the Gotham games. I think they took a little too long with them, and they feel like they finished them ages ago, and they're only deciding to release them now. That's, that's why they get a lower ranking. They're both going to be PS5, Xbox X, new generation, and also PC. So possibly I'm going to play them on PC like I always do. You know, so... Um, just another game to add to my Steam collection. You get what I mean? It's going to be great. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'll always buy the Arkham games and Rocksteady's work. They're, they're, they're quality and, you know, artistic, you know, like nuances. You know, the, the kind of like what they do is really good. You know, I'm a bit, you know, it's a bit questionable what WB do sometimes with like the DLC and that stupid sign into your WB ID, all that kind of foo fam, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, for like yeah. kits and stuff. I hated that. But other than that, the game's good, man. The games are fun. Yeah, they're great. 
So yeah, Z, yeah. thanks for joining me on this podcast, and um, no I want to I want to thank everyone for listening again, and you know, stay tuned for the next episode. You know, we've got some exciting stuff coming up, so it's uh, great to see the show evolving and ever revolving, and the rep night shining bright. So, you know, I'll catch you guys on the next episode of the House of Rep.